What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence, sexual assault, and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive in to some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. So welcome back. We're at the end of our debt month um, oh. stuff for now. If you want more, let us know. I've got tons of incidents we can go through. There's going to be more because oh. trial time. Well, that's true too. We do have to do, so. do hopefully like a summary episode on what goes on over in the trial. I can't win. You, so leave you hanging here. I know it's true. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be back with more. Um, but today we're not really looking at any inc- incidents per se. We'll be hearing from Amber Hurd's assistant, um, who she had for most of her time during her relationship with Johnny Depp. Um, and we've referred to her often in this mm-hmm. series, but we haven't like gone through her statement yet. So that's what we're going to do today. But before we get into that, we've kind of already been drinking a little bit. No, we had a photo shoot earlier. <laughs> so if you're wondering why we've already poured innocent, Oh, until tipsy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, yeah, today we're going to be drinking 2019 Pater going for broke. So I feel that, yeah, Amber didn't Amber, pay much to yeah. her assistant. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's a red wine. It's mostly Zinfandel. Uh-huh. And then like a lot of little other things. So Cab Sav, Petite Syrah, Syrah, Ash. It's $22 a bottle. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah. It looks very fancy for $22 it's a, a bottle. It's a really fun, fun label. Like, yeah. It's like super artsy. And their site's pretty cool too. Um, so here, let me get some more wine in these glasses. We did, when we popped the cork, there was sediment. And Max hates sediment. So, oh well. yeah. And she just taught me off. I'm going to be so wasted at the end of this. <laughs> It's 14.8% alcohol, so we might. Oh, we really might. <laughs> Less innocent, more tipsy. It's fine. I'm flying today, so <laughs> I hate flying. <laughs> You'll be set. I'll be ready to go. Self-medication for the win. Was that what we've been talking about this whole time and how horrible it is? We're like, that's definitely not acceptable unless you're flying. <laughs> unless you're <laughs> the debauchery can begin. Oh, my God. Well, cheers. Right, cheers. Um, I haven't asked you yet. What do you taste? Oh, that's a good question. Besides wine. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, it's wine. Cherries? Mm, No. No. (laughs) You're wrong. (laughs) Not quite, but maybe. I don't know. And to be honest, like they say, like wine is about your palate. You taste like what you taste. So, but the tasting notes say that it should be like ripe blackberries, smoked plum, Mm. orange. This sounds like um, a Thanksgiving dinner. Orange relish, cranberry, blueberry compote, Ooh. white pepper, dark chocolate. Like literally, it's like Thanksgiving. Yeah, you should have this with your Thanksgiving dinner. I bet it pairs well with yeah. red meats or turkey. Yeah. Um, what else? It was aged, something cool, um, in mostly French oak barrels for 12 months. And it says mostly neutral. So I think that means it's not like super toasted. That's why we don't have like cocoa and smoky, real dark chocolatey notes. Hmm. Neutral. Neutral. French. Um, they had a, like a little cool thing on here too that I wanted to read to you. Yeah. Pater personifies the art of discovery, the act of going for broke, and the idea that risking it all brings about the greatest reward. So I know what we're about to get into. <laughs> I feel like it's a mess. Uh, someone really went for it. They were someone, going for broke. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. And I mean, things to never forget. Amber Heard had an entire closet or penthouse that was her closet. Yes. Meanwhile, she can't like afford to pay. I don't know. It'll be, it's interesting. She really went for it this time. So yeah, let's look first at the declaration of Kate James. I'm going to be looking at her Fairfax statement. Her United Kingdom trial statement was very like compressed. Um, So we'll go through what she gave to Fairfax, Virginia. It says the same things there. I read through both of them last night. So 
But she expands um, more? She expands more in Fairfax for sure. Got it. Yeah. Um, and when I read this the first time, I was shell-shocked by what an assistant kind of has to go through when yeah. dealing with someone like this in Hollywood. And it's a lot. Well, we already know what the bodyguards, the house managers, the people, the nurse, like everyone around these two has to go through. So I can only imagine what we're about to hear. Yeah, it's a, it's a trip. Um, so... Um, so I, Kate James, declare as follows. I work as a personal assistant to high-profile people in the entertainment industry. I've been working in this capacity in Los Angeles for approximately 20 years. So she oh, has experience. She's been, she's been around the block. Yep. Yeah. I worked for Amber Heard from around March 2012 to February 2015. So a long time. Yeah. And for that industry. Yep. And she started dating Johnny in 2012, lest we forget. So from mm-hmm. a lot so of... she was there for the re- relationship. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then she talks about facts stated otherwise doesn't matter. So, um, the start of my employment by Amber Heard. I had not heard of Amber at the time I was hired. <laughs> my son was four years old at the time, and Amber was looking for someone part time. And she lived in the same neighborhood as me, which is impo- an important factor in LA with the traffic to consider. The term suited me, as I would be able to pick up my son from school every day. A similar part-time flexible position is extremely difficult to find in my line of work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I recall being surprised that she chose to hire me since I was almost 20 years her senior. I briefly pondered on why she didn't choose a candidate closer to her age. However, I needed the work and accepted it. Amber was already dating Johnny when I started working for her. At first, Amber didn't tell me who Johnny was and would speak in disparaging terms about him. Ugh. From the get-go. From the get-go. But we even heard it with the audio of her telling, like Jerry said, she called him a fat Fat old old man man. and that he was a has-been. Yeah. So right off the bat, she's talking poorly about him. Yikes. She would say that she was, quote-unquote, dating this old man and such like. She then disclosed that it was Johnny Depp. And I met him shortly after this. My first impression of him was he was softly spoken and peaceful, almost a bit shy. He was pleasant and courteous upon meeting me. Part of my role at the beginning was to help with the redesign of Amber's duplex apartment. Amber had decided to transform it into a very bohemian vibe. Weird. Why? She's going to move in the penthouse. Well, I mean, she doesn't know at that at that point in time. Yeah, true. And had an interior decorator, Laura DeVenier, which we talked about Laura yeah. in previous statements, yep. working on it to change the look completely in that way. I believe Laura was practically working for free in hopes of generating more clientele, i.e. Johnny, as a result. And Laura was, I believe, on Johnny's side and all of that. I'd have mm-hmm. to like refresh my mind on everything, but... When I first visited Johnny's home, I couldn't believe how similar it was to what Amber was in the process of trying to create creepy yeah super creepy 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 it was almost identical she went on and had laura purchase an old-fashioned typewriter after she saw that johnny had had one (laughs) oh my gosh she's like setting a web like spinning a web well it totally backs up johnny's statement in this whole thing has been that this was like to entrap him into like a marriage with her and like for her to get the fame in hollywood that she really wanted and at first i was like that's crazy but then you read these statements and She's you're like, like redecorating her house like his mm. um and was laura the interior decorator for the party for amber's birthday or something yeah it was I during that time i recognize her oh yeah so she admitted that she yeah it was that week with um when he threw the phone or supposedly threw the phone at amber's oh, face remember she cheek. did that yeah. whole thing before they got separated we yep. talked about it in part one and part two that's who laura was so laura said she didn't see any injuries to amber's face right and she was amber's interior decorator before johnny's and so that makes sense okay as i even remember and i think part one you would ask me you were like but wait like how do we know she's closer with amber than johnny and makes sense now we do her first (laughs) yeah yeah she knew her first she threw away all paperback books and began curating an extensive collection of first edition hardcover books which i believe johnny purchased for her at great expense yeah, those are very pricey. Very pricey. And she wasn't that well known at this point. I'm trying to think 2012. She hadn't really been in anything. No, her assistant said she didn't even know her. Yeah. <laughs> like she'd been in, I think, Friday Night Lights at that point in time. And I don't even know how big her role was in that, to be honest. I didn't know Amber Heard until hmm. she married 
Johnny Depp. Well, was dating him. I, didn't I know knew her, her from the Rum Pineapple Diary. Express. <laughs> oh, I saw her in Pineapple Express. It's so funny. I loved that movie, and now and I'm like, like with Whoa. Franco and her. I'm like, I, I can't watch it ever again. Lot. Oh, so sad. <sighs> Seth Rogen, make more movies so I can watch you. <sighs> so yeah, um, I found all this behavior to be quite bizarre. <laughs> When I first met Amber, her clothing style was what I would call preppy. You can literally see photo evidence. Her photo, her yeah. image shifted. Like when she was with Taja to when she was with Johnny, she seems like a different person in her photos. Like yeah. it is crazy. Um, very soon afterwards, that also drastically changed almost overnight as I tried to, as she tried to morph into the bohemian way of dressing, wearing more silver jewelry, eventually adding a more, a repertoire of hats, which also appeared to be mimicking Johnny's style. Amber obviously knew that I had a very young son. And in the beginning, she would ask me if she could bring him, if I could bring him to her apartment so that she could bake cookies with him. What Weird. That seems strange. I thought this was strange, but sweet at first. However, I then realized that she was taking photos with him. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. What is with them? Remember? And then Rock um, IO taking or posting photos of Johnny's yeah, daughter. Like, yeah. Leave their kids alone. Yeah. Oh That's my weird. God. That's so manipulative. That's so crazy. I then realized that she was taking photos with him almost as a prop to send to yes. Johnny. Yes. Yes. <sighs> like manipulative. Is, yeah. Cause he's like a dad. I mean, he's got two kids at this point in time, man. I felt as though my son was being used by Amber to portray herself as having maternal attributes. Often I would find Amber and her sister spending a long time getting dressed up to go to the Grove, a local shopping center. For example, I soon realized that she must have been tipping the paparazzi off <laughs> who would be waiting for them to take photos of her. I would see those photos in the following week's tabloids. On one occasion, my son was used during one of these staged paparazzi shoots. And I think I have the video here. Bear with me a minute unless it closed on me. Um, and Yuck. Yeah, it is gross because watch how the video goes. I don't, I, we're not going to be able to post this video. I'll post it to my in Instagram because I just know this isn't going to happen. Boundaries. So she's, oh, she's like carrying him? Carrying him. It's just when she had the Mustang, but it wasn't all done up yet. And she just passes She's like, off. here's a kid. Hold this kid. Is that the Mustang that he has like um, <laughs> remade for her or whatever? Pimp my ride? Yeah. Or whatever it was. Ugh, I, she's just like, that is horrible that she's just Isn't carrying. Isn't that horrible? Because you can see it in that video. She carries the child out of Who her apartment. Who does she hand the kid to? Is that Kate? I think it's Kate. And she passes the son to this person, like oh my child to this person and then gets in her Mustang and drives off. Like it's Which totally- is like the least motherly thing to do. She's like, <laughs> I have a child. <laughs> Just kidding. And like, here, hold this child. It's like a meme from Titanic with Cal. I have a child. She's <laughs> like, never mind. Yes. Oh my God. Like crazy. I can't believe Kate stuck around for more, but I know it's her job. I know. That's this the hard thing. It's nuts. like when you're not making like a livable like salary, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? And if it's flexible with my kids hours, like, I get why she was thing. like, okay. okay. Yeah. Like, and that's her boss. Like shame on you. Yeah. Um, Amber didn't care that he was terrified like of the paparazzi. Yeah. That's like traumatic to that kid. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that Amber was going to do that at the time. One aspect of my job was go to the local newsstand and purchase multiple copies of every magazine that she was in every week. I was instructed to hide them in the garage so that Johnny wouldn't see them. Yeah. She's clout chasing and like riding on his coattails. Yep. She's literally calling the paparazzi. Once I left some out in the apartment by mistake and Amber flipped out at me over that. She did not want Johnny to know how obsessed she was with her new found increasing fame thanks to being associated with him. Amber relished the fame that came from dating Johnny. She quickly released, realized that she could ask for free designer clothes um, on the basis that she was his girlfriend. And she goes on to state in this part of the section about how she wouldn't accept anything um, unless it was for free. And then she would like move on to the next thing. Um, yeah. From observing Amber and Johnny at the start of my employment, it seems as though Amber was smothering him. She would follow him everywhere. 
She appeared to be constantly worried that he might leave her and would try to be in his physical presence as much as possible. I mean, we even saw that with the email that yeah. she sent Kate asking like, who is this person? And yeah. um, I saw this number pop up on Johnny's phone. It was really weird. And then Kate emails her back. It's this person that worked yeah. on this movie. And she's like, oh, okay. Whew. Like, thank God. I know who that is. Like, she like wants to like be him. Oh man. So, 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 so weird. Um, when they moved to the Eastern Columbia building, those penthouses, mm. it seemed like a convenient setup as she could station her friends and her sister in all the neighboring apartments and establish a permanence of herself there. She essentially created her own social life within the confines of the building. Meanwhile, Amber hated me talking to Johnny. Even if it was just polite, small talk, she would give me the evil eye. And if she found me having a conversation with him, she was very controlling and paranoid about anyone else being in his space. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And also she was worried about being observed by his security. Perhaps another reason that she preferred the Eastern Columbia building. She didn't want to be seen by his security. Yeah. Um, well, she's very controlling and very jealous and very. Yeah. And then she's like sneaking Elon into. So yeah, I wonder if into that the has building. Like a, yeah. She's like a squatter. Like, uh, <laughs> like um, there's on Netflix that world uh, worst roommate ever. Have you watched that? I haven't. No. Uh, not to derail. Um, but there's like a whole episode on like people that move in as a roommate and like squat and then you can't get them out. <laughs> like a celebrity version of like squatting <laughs> like i'm gonna just move in and, and all my friends all my friends you can get out go yeah. to hollywood hills oh man you've got your own house like at the other side right in west hollywood like that you just fine. redecorated oh, man well i mean that was her apartment before she moved in with johnny it was she was redecorating that. i know and well then, uh, johnny be like stay there you just redecorated yeah. it well what's You're interesting good. to me i had noticed in one of kate's transcripts so she had talked about how Amber had had to flee and go to a hotel. And Kate said, I don't know why she had to flee. Like, I wasn't privy to that, like, knowledge. Um, but she's like, I didn't understand why she was going to the Chateau Marmont. I think that was where she was headed to. When she has her other apartment. And the judge is, like, her other apartment. She's That apartment was still, Johnny was paying for it. So Johnny was still paying still for, her for her old apartment, old apartment. And it was functional. She said it was functional. So she could have gone to her own apartment. Yeah, and, but she, she just wanted to rack up bills at the Chateau Marmont. Well, she literally, Kate said she had like this whole pool party with her friends when she was there. So she's like, she didn't, not that like, I will say like as a woman, if you've been in a bad situation, like with your husband, with your boyfriend, sometimes you just want to drink and like do whatever. But like, I do think there was a point and purpose of her not going to her apartment. Like, I don't know necessarily that that It's like a happened. public display of escape. Yeah. She was having a good time, I think, in my mind. But mm -hmm. and I don't think there was any argument that like led her to do that. Or if it was, it was probably brought on by her, like, I don't know, opening his phone and doing crazy stuff like she did in the last episode. Um She provokes a lot of drama. A, a lot of drama. Um, my employment role. Despite it being a part-time role and that I was being paid lower than market rate pay dirt, my part-time role. In fact, I was often working 80-hour weeks, meaning I spent a significant amount of time with her each week. The flexible hours meant that I was reluctant to complain, although I did not. I did once ask for a raise. Amber enlisted her accountant to berate me and abuse me due to this request. However, I persevered, and once a figure was agreed upon, the next time I saw her, she started screaming at me incessantly, berating me, shaming me, humiliating me. It was particularly humiliating as 
the revised wage was still far below market rate for the hours that I was doing and the level of experience that I had. The humiliation was even worse due to the fact that Laura Divinaire's handyman, Victor, was in the apartment at the time, and I had a close relationship with Victor at that time. As he often worked in Amber's apartment, I felt mortified and particularly ashamed that he would hear her screaming at me in this way and that I would allow her to do so without retaliation. I found it difficult to look at Victor in the eye ever again after that incident due to the shame that I felt allowing her to abuse me in such an extreme way. Um, yeah, 80 hours a week does not sound that flexible. Mm-mm. And then you're being underpaid market rate and she's kind of a terror to deal with. So, And also like to the point with like her screaming, I mean, we even heard it in the recording. Like she's just screaming over top she's of vicious. Like everything. Yeah. yeah. Amber was regularly verbally and mentally abusive and would also often scream at me in that way over the smallest things. She would go into blind rages where no one would, could reason with her. Um, and even if I was trying to offer an explanation, so I'm just going to kind of summarize this. Um, but her aunt was visiting her in 2012 on Christmas day, Kate James aunt from Australia at the time. And Amber was screaming abuse at her for literal hours. She said, because there were disruptions caused to her flight. So she was just trying to like travel and it wasn't going her way. There were delays. I mean, I have a delayed flight this evening. (laughs) She called Kate and screamed at her. And Kate said like, it's, Christmas, like I have a family member visiting, she did not care. And then the following Christmas Eve, she was over helping Amber with last minute gifts. Um, because Amber had like so many gifts to give and everything, it was impossible for her to keep up with them. And unfortunately, Amber had her wrapping up countless large frames framed photographs of herself <laughs> to give to people as Christmas presents. She was there until midnight with her son. Who was six at the time. Oh, poor baby. He's like, yeah. I gotta go home. Santa's gonna come. Yeah. So crazy. That is narcissism. Narcissism. At its, at its like, best. Top tier. I'm just gonna give you a picture myself. And a, yeah. Little signed autograph. You want that? <laughs> like, yeah. And not care that her assistant can't take her son home for Christmas. But anyways. Like, wrap this yourself, girl. We're out of <laughs> here. Drug and alcohol abuse. In the course of my work with Amber, she was taking a drug called Provigil, a drug that was prescribed for narcolepsy. Now, this is very interesting to me because she did have to cross, like, cross-examination. The Provigil drug came up. I want to hear about this because I know a little bit about this. You do? Yeah. It's a weight loss thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it keeps you up. Yeah. So you burn more calories. Yeah. And unless you're, like, really, really world traveling, it can help you when you're traveling in different time zones. Because, like, sometimes you get, like, to Europe or to Australia, you need to stay awake and it's night or, like, whatever. No. Yeah. If you're just here and taking it, unless you really have narcolepsy, like, it's for weight loss. It's yeah. to keep you up and, like, to burn you out. So wait till you hear what Kate says about it, because this is wild to me. All right. Yeah. I never observed Amber having any issues with narcolepsy. (laughs) I was like, unless you're like literally just like not able to keep your eyes open, you probably don't need this. I would see her routinely take about three times a prescribed dose every day and would panic if she didn't have any on her. Yeah, it's for she's abusing her prescribed dose on top of like even maybe not needing it. I thought it odd at the time that she was obtaining provigil with prescriptions from multiple doctors. Ah, We hear about that all the time in Hollywood, all the time. Loophole. Uh, Yep. She would flip out if she didn't have them. Provigil is quite well known in the industry as being misused as a weight loss aid as it can cause a loss of appetite. Eventually when Amber's demands would Amber's demands would have me working around the clock. I tried taking half of one of those tablets in an attempt to keep up with her. Even that half of one tablet felt like I drank 20 cups of coffee. I can attest that Amber was taking at least three whole tablets every day of my employee. Whoa. She's like strung out then. Yeah. Cause like in the well, next you'd paragraph. Well, you be dependent on it at oh, that point. If you're yeah. that, like that high of a tolerance. Yeah. So like Kate continues, she goes, is my understanding that Provigil acts as an um, amphetamine. Amber's overuse of it would mean that it would be difficult for her to feel sleepy at night. She would therefore take a significant amount of wine to wear off the effects of the drug. Oh, but she doesn't drink. She doesn't drink. 
Um, oh, it just like breaks my heart. That's so abusive to your body to be like stimulant, stimulant, stimulant. And then like trying to take the edge off of that to sleep like by drinking your poor body. I know. So it gets worse. But before that, she says, meanwhile, she would ask me to buy Johnny non-alcoholic beer as that's all she would allow him to drink. Um, and again, with the allowing. Yep. Again, with the allowing. Because she, I mean, Amber even said it in her statement with Australia. She'd allow him to take certain drugs. This was not on, MDMA was not on her list it's of not drugs. It's cocaine. She allowed all, all I take, all I'm popping is ecstasy, Adderall, <laughs> like hallucinogen. <laughs> like Amber, calm down. Amber also took Accutane. Do you know anything about Accutane? I only know about it's like medical prescription reasons for like acne. And, acne. Yeah. It's not a great drug. I know about it because I worked in aesthetics. What so happens? It's not it makes good. you dry. It, it makes you super dry. We were told never to wax people when they had like Accutane. Their skin you can rip off. the skin right yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. Um, yeah. And they're not allowed to go in the sun. It's like really hard on your skin. Yeah. So she goes on how to describe how it was for severe acne. Um, and you mm. can't take it like while you're trying to conceive a child because it has been linked to birth defects. Right. Right. Um, so she'd been off at once and apparently she flipped out because she had a pimple. Um, yeah. And then she says down here, I remember reading that Accutane had been associated with a variety of psychiatric effects, including severe mood swings and violent behavior. Um, but has she been on this like forever? Ever, or she's been- you're not supposed to take Accutane for long either, but I don't right. know what she's been doing with it. Right. But yeah, well, clearly she doesn't follow medical directions. Well, she said like, like Kate said, like there was a time she went off it and Amber like freaked out and she had to have it back. So yeah, I get it. If you need it, I'm mm-hmm. just saying like, she's not following her other prescribed medications directions. directions. Yeah. She says Amber took both Provigil and Accu- Accutane pills excessively during the time that I worked with her. The quantities of Provigil that she would take were far beyond the prescribed amount. And in the case of Accutane for Accutane for far longer than advised as she was so paranoid and determined to have flawless skin. Amber often took other drugs during the time of my employment, such as mushrooms and MDMA. Hallucinogens. Just like, uh, Jerry. What, the, what the cocktail? She was open about it almost to the point of bragging. I literally, can we please play Jerry's clip of like, all I'm taking, Jerry, is... <laughs> that. Those were not my baggies. Out to you. <sighs> the assortment of drugs and a great deal of wine would mean that I would awake in the morning to a barrage of incoherent abuse sent to me from Amber by text between the hours of 2 to 4 a.m. I discovered later that she had gone ahead and deleted all evidence of the abusive text from the iCloud account. I remember on one occasion, Amber screamed at me for sending her messages as SMX, SMS text message instead of iCloud iMessage the hugs, format. Can't delete it. Can't <laughs> delete it. Yeah, I only She's realized. Like, that green bubble. Exactly. <laughs> That's what Kate says. She's like, she couldn't delete it. So that's the, that's her issue with that. On one occasion, it was my birthday and my mother had come to visit me from Australia. As usual, I woke up to a barrage of abuse. So for once I stood up for myself and I wrote to her that it was my birthday. Please not today. Could we give it a rest? I remember my <laughs> hands were shaking. That's like so gentle and kind. <laughs> give it a rest. Be like a big F you. It's my birthday. Click, like, turning off my phone. Can't handle it. Not today, Satan. (laughs) (laughs) I remember my hands were shaking as I wrote that, as I was so afraid of her at that time. Amber was outraged and asked me um, how she should know it was my birthday. So I said it's on the calendar, meaning her iCloud calendar. That apparently gave her more license to abuse me. So, yeah. And poor Kate needs a day off anyway. She's working 80 hours a week. Like who cares if it's her birthday or not? Like leave her alone. I get that personal assistants sign up for like a lot, a lot of like on call, like yeah, prima donna demands. Yeah. But it, yeah, they don't, they're not supposed to be abused. Yeah. I'm just thankful when somebody like orders lunch, like, wow, there's food in front of us. I'm grateful that I didn't have to make it. Right. Right. She's like, stealing people's kids it's like a lot i can't believe that she abuses so many other people around her too anyways Mm. like not just kate i can't believe that she like literally gets away with abusing and 
berating and just being a horrible person to so many people Mm -hmm. and that she has anyone left in her posse. Yeah. Like that she has any family, any friends, any relationships, any assistants, anybody that wants to be like any around around her. her. Well, what's so interesting that like you said, I mean, like we said in the last episode, like a lot of her friends have dropped her. A lot of them don't follow her anymore on Instagram and stuff. But I do find it interesting. If you ever watch her candidly with Jason Momoa, her co-star, that's interesting. He seems to very, be very separated from her. Like he, and there was one time she's like getting out of the car. They're going to like, I don't know, they're signing autographs or something with the fans. And she goes up to hug him and he, he does, he like pushes he her away. But also, I mean, he has a wife. Like, well, I, yeah, we I would be like, some, don't hug me. Not in public. Yeah. No, thank you. Well, not anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah. Yeah. Well, good for him. So my experience with Amber and Johnny's relationship and the three years that I worked for Amber, I would go to her house almost every day, including on weekends. I would not announce when I was going to attend the apartment to drop things off, pick things up. So I would be regularly there without notice. I never saw any sign of an altercation or end or of the aftermath of serious messy fight in the way that Amber describes in her statements. I never saw any physical violence from either Amber or Johnny. I saw Amber much more frequently than Johnny almost every day for the three years, apart from when she was out of town. I understand that the period of my employment overlaps with the majority of the incidents in which Amber has alleged that Johnny was violent towards her. I never once saw any bruising, swelling, or evidence that she would have resulted from violence. So the disappearing bruise disappeared real quick. Well, that happened after, but yeah, no, uh, no bruises or cuts or anything else. Um, I would often see her naked or semi naked when she was getting dressed for fittings. Um, I was around her a lot, often seven days a week. Amber would always be very jealous and paranoid about anyone who Johnny might be talking to. We went through that. So was she around her for the dragging me through glass in Australia incident? No. So she was fired shortly after the wedding. And she talks about that. Yeah. She says, in contrast, Johnny was very calm and quite shy in my experiences of him. He was always thoughtful and kind and generous, decent person. I remember more than one occasion when I had to bring my son back to work with me after picking him up from school. Johnny would be there and would hang out with him, teach him how to play guitar. Oh, that's he would, so cool. That is so cool. Like, could you imagine? He's going to grow up. He's going to be like, Johnny Depp taught me how to play guitar. Taught me how to play guitar. He would be patient and kind with him. He would never, I would never have left my son with Johnny while I was working if I had any concerns about him whatsoever. Johnny would come back from traveling with gifts of little skull necklaces for his own children. And he would always bring back an extra one for my son. That's sweet. That's so sweet. I thought it was very thoughtful and kind, particularly considering that Amber was my employer and not him. He grew to refuse to want to be in Amber's presence, and I would often have to spend time on the drive over to see her, persuading him to at least try to pretend that he felt comfortable around her. Dogs and kids. They are like <laughs> the true north. They're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Like, they know. Yeah. Poor kiddo. Poor kid. He, as such a small child, had witnessed so much verbal and mental abuse on her behalf towards his mother that he could not stand her. Yeah, how motherly of her. He hated being around her, and she was oblivious, since she didn't really care about him at all. In fact, despite her claims of being an advocate for children and a regular volunteer at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, she had me cancel almost all her agreed-upon volunteer dates. <laughs> and to my recollection, when only once or perhaps twice to volunteer at the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles of, in the three years that I worked with her, and that was only right in the beginning. Did she call the paparazzi too? Like, right. Yeah, right. She then goes on to talk about um, her letter to Savannah, about Savannah McMillan to Homeland Security. Remember, we talked about Savannah. Um, she was the 18-year-old that was in Amber's yeah. employee, but not in she's Amber's She's not even employee. 18. Yep. Yes. So for h- hiring someone that's not uh, authorized to work. Yeah. yeah. So we'll just kind of summarize this because we did talk about this in another one, but she did get Kate to um, submit this like letter and, but Kate submitted to court like the letter along with a paycheck that she had paid Savannah to mm-hmm. prove that because Savannah was in from the United Kingdom yeah, she's and she not wasn't supposed, supposed to be work. working. So when it was questioned as to why she was coming into the United States all the time, is Amber your boss? Like that's what Homeland Security asked. Like, 
or are you working for this woman? And she denied it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we found out that um, Savannah had written that letter. If you yeah. remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Amber had just signed it because she found it to be truthful. Like, ma'am. Okay. Anyways. Breaking all kinds of like immigration, like work, Everything. smuggling dogs. Everything. So we're going to do an episode on the dog incident, but Kate does touch on it. She talks about how um, I'm aware that shortly after Amber fired me, she got into trouble for unlawfully smuggling her dogs into Australia. We had previously used a dog transportation company who were hired to sort out any necessary paperwork and guide us through the process of preparing the dogs. This had worked well in 2014 when Amber took the dogs to England. So she did legally take She's them like, into England. She knows how to do this. Yeah. Although England probably doesn't have as much for us as Australia. Australia does as like an island kind of like but yeah when it became clear that amber was intending to go to australia we were advised that it is a six-month process to prepare the dogs girl how long are you there like three days like seriously oh man ultimately as the departure time approached, we became aware that this would be a discre- there would be a discrepancy around 10 days for the dogs to travel by private jet to australia the only other option being that they would travel in the hold of a commercial flight on a correct date. I mean, I wouldn't put my animals on a commercial flight under, I, I would never put my animals under a plane. I it's, get her on that, but I wouldn't have taken my dogs like surely for the three day hostage situation. <laughs> after, Let me bring my afterwards. dogs. They want to be hostages too. Um, no, just find somebody to watch them, sit them. You have a whole team of people that are catering to you. Just well, like, I find it interesting she had to bring them for that trip when like literally the month before was the Australia incident where the finger was chopped off and everything else. So it's like, why did you have to have them there with you? Were her dogs not there on that one? Yeah. No, they weren't there on that one. Did her dogs go to Bahamas when they got married? I don't know. I mean, I think she's just cherry picking. (laughs) I think she is too. And she wants to break the rules. I would attempt to talk to Amber about the date discrepancy frequently while we were trying to sort out the logistics, but her eyes would glaze over and she would walk away. I discussed with Kevin Murphy about my concerns about the deadline. Kevin Murphy, little yeah, house management. Yeah. Um, and Kevin in turn also emailed Amber to explain that there would be a problem if they traveled before the correct departure date. You read that email before. Yes. Yeah. And it would be illegal. Amber chose to ignore us. She deliberately smuggled those dogs into Australia as in several circumstances, which I observed. It was as if she felt like she was above the law. Didn't she, didn't you say you saw like an Instagram post of her like, hiding a dog well it's i was in the gonna future. get it's not that. right here but i was going to get into that actually let me pull up my little photo my photo thing here um yeah so it's, not only that you're talking about her joking about her perjury so yes um she's just given like a, a straight up middle finger to perjury and to smuggling dogs it's the good old i do what i want well, it's I, there's a new story that I couldn't believe when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God. This is the photo where she's mocking it years later. What dog? Ugh. It's just so brazen. It's so brazen. But wait, it gets worse. Last year, mm-hmm. 2021, she did this. She got a new dog. Mm-hmm. She named it Barnaby Joyce. After... One of the politicians yeah. that dealt with her on her case. She, it was the on agriculture. Her dog smuggling case. Yeah, it was the agriculture, mm-hmm. like prime minister. So the prime minister of agriculture of Australia. So Barnaby Joyce, she named this 2021. So like even Johnny she said, holds she a holds grudge. a grudge. Yep. She holds a grudge. So there's these dogs, like you named your dog Barnaby Joyce. Yeah. Like I said, a big, big middle finger to I do what I want. Well, like, I mean, the prime minute, that, that gentleman, I, I don't know what he is now, um, but he said, like, he's like, I had forgotten that it even happened. Like, apparently he's like, Amber I didn't forget. She did not forget. Like, what an insane woman. It's a big dog. Like, she's not going to be smuggling that dog anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> what dog? It's like a giant dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, and I had even linked the like emails here, but we've already shown them, but it was, it was basically like her messaging, um, Marty Singer, who's one of the lawyers like on the, um, the crew 
um, a bunch of other people along with Kevin Murphy, but it was her talking about how she was going to need this. But she also talks about someone said in here that Kate could sign a statement and get her like help with that. But at that point she'd already fired Kate. That Kate, I've Kate's does not need to sign, sign anything now. So Amber says, Kevin, what do you think? Could you possibly reach out to us? Uh, re- reach out for us. Do you think that you could get her to do it? Like sign the state statement. This is from Marty Singer. It says, Amber, if you look at my email below on October the 9th, I responded to Carl's email where he said that he thought you could get Kate to sign a statement. That would be quote unquote. Great. Therefore, if you could get Kate to sign a statement, it would be helpful. I don't know your relationship with her at this time since you fired her. (laughs) You have to be careful that she will cooperate and not go public. Like, shut the fuck up that you didn't know about these dogs. And this this UK judge said that she couldn't have known that it was her team. But he's read these emails. Yeah. Like, that's bullshit. It's she knew. Team. She yep. knew. She knew. She's, like, trying to coerce Kate to sign a statement. Yeah. Um, and then she said, Marty, I'm waiting to hear back from you before I reach out to Kevin to liaise with Kate. She knew. Of course she knew. Like, She's it. like literally making jokes about it. She knew. Um, no one's smuggling the dogs for themselves except no. for her. So she said she talked with Kevin Murphy at the time to talk about the date discrepancy and how it worried her. It is my understanding that someone then took them to a local groomer parlor in Australia and began bragging that they were Johnny Depp's dog. The owner posted about it on Facebook and Amber got found out. I remember the huge uproar at the time. I was told that Johnny had to send the dogs back to Los Angeles in a private jet. Um, and that would have been a fortune from Australia. Ultimately, I woke up one morning, many months later, to find an email from my mother with an attachment of a newspaper article from my hometown of Brisbane. I was devastated when I found out that Amber had blamed me in court. I broke down in tears at the thought that she had blatantly lied in court in my hometown and blamed me. Obviously, I knew that was complete a complete lie, and yet she had no problem in apparently perjuring herself in order to not accept responsibility. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The effect of working for Amber Heard. (laughs) It's like years of therapy. Yeah, I'm going to need some therapy. So literally, like when... No, you'd have PTSD. You'd be like, whoa. We talked about Jennifer Howell when... Or was it... It was Laura Devonair, maybe. But when... Someone reached out, like Adam Waldron reached out to someone with Amber's side, and she—I think it was Laura actually—and she said, "You know, Kate's suffering from PTSD from like dealing with Amber, right?" No doubt. Like, <sighs> so the effect of working for Amber Heard, with the benefit of hindsight, I now recognize that Amber's behavior towards me was mental abuse. It makes me extremely emotional to speak of my experience of working for her. I felt that I am permanently scarred by the experience. It was an exercise in daily humiliation. I felt constantly embarrassed that someone so much younger than me could make me feel so worthless. Amber was a classic bully. She enjoyed making me feel stupid. A sample text from the text message. She, she puts a text message in there. Anyways, I thought my years of working for Amber throughout my years of working for Amber. I knew that I was witnessing one of the worst scams imaginable. Her callous and calculating ways never ceased to astound me. In some ways I stayed in order to try to protect Johnny from her. I was, it was so obvious to me that she was manipulating and using him. Um, I think everyone's testified to that at this point. At this point. Like basically Whitney testified to that she was protecting Johnny. Like she was scared that Amber was going to hit him or whatever. Like everyone's trying to protect Johnny. 
so crazy. My friends and family would often ask me why I wouldn't just quit. So she lists like her reasons there. Why? She says, um, when they could see Amber's treatment of me and everything else, I ultimately became emaciated due to the extreme stress. Um, She'd ask me to purchase lunch. Okay, let me see here. Um, So she, she says she suffered from extreme anxiety, had trouble sleeping, and was constantly terrified of the impending potential homelessness if she did quit. Oh, she might. So, she needs the job. She needs a job. She says the truth as a single parent, um, finding work in my field that didn't involve committing to not from nine to seven p.m. straight hours, um, or travel extensively with my client is near impossible. In my role with Amber, it was agreed at the outset that I would not travel with her, and that I would have a short break each day to pick up my son from school at three p.m. Often, I, I would return like to work with my son, meaning that I could avoid the cost of after school care. It is rare to be allowed to do this as a personal assistant. Yeah. I also believe that once Amber and Johnny were married, I would be a part of the team under both of their employ, which would have meant that Johnny would have some control over my treatment and the abuse might stop. Yep. I knew that the majority of Johnny's team had been with him for decades, loved working with him. He is the polar opposite of the difficult and demanding. I was happy to continue working there if there was such an end goal, which seemed realistic at the time. However, Mm. Amber fired me on the 16th of February, 2015, right after their marriage. She like reaches the finish line and gets cut. Yeah. It sucks. Sucks. Pretty much right after their wedding from the Bahamas, she blindsided me. I was not prepared at all, and I had no notice. Amber had me unpack her suitcase. Then she fired me via email that night. What? I awoke the next morning to receive her email in shock. I pleaded with her to give me some notice, some time to try to find another job. She refused. That day, I drove to the Eastern Columbia building to drop off my keys and documents that I had of hers. A day or two later, I received a barrage of abusive texts from her accusing me of failing to unpack her second suitcase. But I hadn't seen one. I ultimately did confirm with the Eastern Columbia building, which kept a log of all their deliveries, that the bag was delivered the day after I had turned my keys in. In this particular barrage... You could bet I'd be ghosting her at this point and be like, you fired me. I'm done. You fired me, remember? I am done. Oh, man. In this particular barrage of abuse, um, she accused me of always being the victim and never being accountable. The truth was, in fact, the opposite. Transference. Hmm. Always projecting this woman. Yes. Always. However, as usual, I knew that there was no benefit in defending myself or arguing with her as I knew it would be futile. Once Amber fell into her blind rages, we've heard it so much, there was nothing anyone could do or say to stay out of her way. It took almost seven months for me to find another job that, uh, that affords me the same level of flexibility and allows me to look after my son, which I sta- started in September of 2015. Who'd she work for? Do you know? I don't know. Oh. But she's been there ever since, she says. Oh, I'm glad she landed in a soft place. I know. I know. I know. So this happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then the UK time happens. So... Real quick, I just want to touch on Amber's statement about Kate. So she says that Kate, it's true that she accepted this part-time and flexible position as my assistant. Um, In paragraph six of her statement, she claims that I spoke about Johnny in disparaging terms um, before telling her who he was. That's just not true. I was really Mm. protective of the relationship then because I wasn't public yet. I was in love with Johnny and we had to be so careful when talking about it and how it was going to be managed in the public, particularly being mindful of his children. I mean, that's fair, but yeah, Um, we know the case. I mean, clearly she talks about him disparagingly Mm -hmm. throughout. So yeah, parades him to his own face. She doesn't mention the majority of like Kate's statement, like referring to everything. She does talk about her drinking wine and she says, I enjoy wine. I've spoken about this openly. Johnny was a recovering alcoholic who was trying to stay sober, at least for part of our relationship. She's got to get the dig in there, which is why I would have asked her to get him a non-alcoholic beer. But I believe like looking at all the statements we've looked at that she was like, no, I'm this is like all you can kind of do. Okay. First thing about like 
alcoholism or someone with substance abuse it has to be their choice so it's like extremely extremely insane that she's like trying to control what he's doing anyways that's like not advised yeah i don't know like you've been through the like dealing with people with substance abuse yeah you can't like make someone be sober no you can't stop them from doing what don't enable them no yeah but like you can't they're they're gonna controlling them is not gonna solve the problem no um, she then lists like how she says that Kate was aware that this abuse was going on between her and Johnny. And she'd actually even seen one of her bu- bruises and like asked her about it and then given her a hug. Um, yeah. But Kate says no. Yeah. Right? Kate says no. Never saw um, and that's the thing. Like, unfortunately, as we've looked through and we've seen Amber like perjure herself, it gets to the point where it's like, okay, I'm looking at your statement and I'm like, okay, but the other person didn't say that. So now I'm like, this just really hurts my heart. It makes me think of Casey Anthony where you just throw up so much dust Seriously. that you're like, we're never going to get to the truth. So I guess you've perjured yourself so many times. Like, yeah. What and do we do with this now? She even brings up, despite what Kate says, I regularly volunteered at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. Kate might have canceled one of those appointments. Like, stop. No, they, they, can we know. they can like vouch for you. There's been several, like I was Jennifer Howell the other day where we talked about how she had said like, no, Amber never, like it was always for Art of Elysium. Yeah, it wasn't she's for, like, why wouldn't she donate to me? She was never at the Children's uh, Hospital. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so... Skipping that noise, there is a second statement from Kate James, and this is something that a lot of people have focused on in this. So I definitely wanted to touch on this. Um, She says, this is my full second statement. I make this in response to paragraph 43 of Amber Heard's fifth witness statement. When I was 26 years old and traveling in Brazil, I was violently raped by an unknown male at Machete Point, having been woken up by the perpetrator while sleeping alone in the dwelling. The ordeal went on for five to six hours, and I narrowly escaped with my life. It was a torturous experience of such extreme sexual violence that has haunted me ever since and permanently changed the trajectory of my life to this day. Over the years, I have shared this incident with many close friends, family, and therapists. In 2013, Ms. Hurd became aware of what happened to me as I had talked about it with one of her friends of hers in her apartment. Ms. Hurd then summoned me to her office where we sat on the couch and she questioned me about it. She was curious as to how I'd coped with it on a daily basis and she suggested I buy a gun. I was shocked at that suggestion as I wouldn't have considered having a gun in my home with a small child around. I responded that I chose to see myself as a quote-unquote rape survivor and not a quote-unquote rape victim. And that is how I found my own way to cope. On June 25th, 2020, I received documents pertaining to my involvement on the behalf of the claimant in this issue. As I perused the documents, much to my utter shock and dismay, I discovered that Ms. Hurd had in fact stolen my sexual violence conversation with her and twisted it to her own story to benefit herself. This, of course, caused me extreme distress and outrage as she would dare attempt to use the most harrowing experience of my life as her own narrative. And then she signs. Um, what was Amber's version of this story? Because unless she was traveling, like, that's a very specific rape story. Yeah. So we don't know as of right now as the public. And I don't know if it's going to come out in Virginia because this mm-hmm. is going to be televised. So I'll be interested to know kind of what that situation is. Like for Amber um, to steal like that she was raped at Machete Point in Brazil or something would be too obvious. So like, how did she like twist it is what I was wondering. But yeah. maybe we'll never know. No, for sure. Either um, way, I think it's another example of like how she's playing the victim and she's that's just awful to any domestic abuse survivors. Like we've said, like when she's the aggressor and she's like committing domestic abuse, that she's like, I'm a victim, I'm a victim. And then she's like, I'm a rape victim. Everything, I'm what? a victim to everything. Yeah. Like, it steals real people's, like, survivor stories. Yeah. What pisses me off about this whole thing and the Kate James side of things is the judge would rule that Kate James was, was a disgruntled ex-employee. That's Ugh. how he ruled it. So it's like, okay, believe Amber Heard, not all women. Like, that's where I get, like, it's like, it's like, why are we believing all of this? Because we've gone through, like, if this, I mean, this is one of those parts of ours that I think you should have watched the whole series for, because it's like, if you go through it, 
perjury after perjury like you're just sitting and you're like how because if you like you said in one of our other parts if you listen to her statement you're like oh my god I can't believe all this has happened to you but when you take in all the other parts not even Johnny Depp's statement when you take in all the other parts the security the doctors the nurses when you pull everything into it you're like this didn't happen this way so why are we listening to this like that's what I don't understand this is between um, Kate James and Miss Wass. And Miss Wass is Amber's lawyer. So, a question from Miss Wass. Miss James, do you think when you consider Miss Hurd that you are able to be objective and impartial and fair? And she says, uh huh. And then Miss Wass says, do you think you are bitter and twisted and have been influenced by Mr. Depp and his associates who have encouraged you to give this vicious evidence against Miss Hurd? And Kate James responds, absolutely not. I'm gainfully and happily employed for the past five years to one of the nicest people I've ever met. I'm extremely happy and content with my life. I am here for my own reasons. And you know what those reasons are by reading my second witness statement. I am a sexual violence survivor and it is very, very serious to take the stance if you are not one and I am one. And so that is the reason that I am here because I take offense and judge Nickel cuts her off and says, Miss James. And she says at somebody. And then Laura Wass says, Miss James, I have understood your answer. Could you again, please to confine yourself to answer the questions that Miss Wass or Mr. Sherborne ask you, maybe that was the judge, um, mm-hmm. just his question. And then Miss Wass says, my Lord, in light of the answers that I have had, I do not propose to ask any more questions of this witness. Yeah, because they couldn't control her anymore. She's speaking her truth and they're like, uh, okay, get her off the stand. Well, that's when you know, like, they're like, when the lawyer is like, I'm done with the questioning. That's when you know, you're like, okay, they're done with the questionings. That's kind of all I have on the Kate James situation. Well, I think it's (sighs) really insane and really shines a light on... Um, one, um, Amber's credibility because she's like continually perjuring herself and just like a testament to like the kind of person she is. She's like grabbing children for <laughs> just picking up, kids. up children um, <laughs> and, that and like- taking like people's actual rape stories and pretending they're, they're her, own, her, like, own. For her own end, like fame or whatever. Yeah. And we touched on her own end purpose. It's crazy that this isn't the only person. I mean, you can say Kate James is a disgruntled ex-employee, but with Jennifer Howell, there's not that. I would say it's more accurate that she's traumatized or has like painful mm -hmm. memories from this, but she's not disgruntled. She wasn't like out there, like trying to ruin Amber. Yeah, No, she was just, she was just like, like, this was not okay. Say like the rape stuff. She did not even talk about her own sexual violence history until it was like, Oh my God, I received these documents. It's her own. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I have to now like go through this. So again, like such a shame, shame on Amber for re-traumatizing exactly like a rape victim to like re like have to be public with it, have to recount it, like exactly testify to it. Like it's absolutely like it's disgusting. And the fact that like, I don't know, like I hate that she's mobilized the me too movement to a point where it's like, stop because you're hurting real victims. You're hurting like people that have really like experienced these things that you're claiming happened and it didn't happen to you. And it's the same with the hostage situation. It's like, okay, but it didn't happen because you had your cell phone. It happens to other people. Like stop saying it happened to you. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'll be interested to see, like, again, we film in advance. I'll be so interested to see what's going to happen in this new trial. It is not a criminal one. It's defamation. Um, so I know, but again, it's so interesting what has to come out in court that you get to make your own opinions on because of the court documents that even though it's like a libel case or a slander, it's libel. Well, UK, son. UK was was libel. libel. Mm -hmm. Like all of this got drug out so we can actually make our own opinions. Exactly. And that's something that Johnny has been driving forward is the truth. I mean, um, even his new NFT, he has a new NFT thing. Let me pull up his, what it says. It's like, give me truth or something. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it's all, I mean, it's all about this whole thing. Never fear truth. That's what his NFT is called. Never fear truth. Never fear truth. Yeah. Very clever. Well, I mean, just tell the truth and you don't have to hide anything. I tell you, it's crazy. So 
Yeah. I don't know. Like, All what right. did you think of this whole insanity? Like, Kate James? Um, I think she thing? just keeps, like, digging. I think Amber keeps digging, the, like, digging a hole that I don't know how mm-hmm. she will ever lie or climb her way out of because it's just disgusting to yeah. me to behave like that. Like, crazy. I don't know. There's consequences. There is. We will be touching on this again. We're definitely not done. I've got more scripts in the works. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I know for myself, since transitioning to a working from home environment, the importance of taking care of your own mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Now, it's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime, day or night, to message your therapist. It's more affordable than traditional in-person therapy, and financial aid is available. You can visit their website and read other clients' testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash ITT, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And for listeners of Innocent Till Tipsy, you can go to their website and get an additional 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash ITT. That's betterhelp.com slash ITT. But yeah, how did you like the wine this time? Oh, I drank plenty of it. There, I avoided the sediment, so I was like, nervously pouring um i think it's pretty good it's 21 22 a bottle so i think decent. this and sexual chocolate has been my favorite so far so mm-hmm. i know i know although yeah. i'd still love orange swift but there's a lot of good ones i feel like we've hit a hit a good like stride we have teach their own like yeah. they're all been decent so yeah make sure you're following liking subscribing doing all the things so you don't miss another episode make sure you rate us yeah um, it really helps let us know what you think and yeah if you like if you give us a poor rating like let us know what we're doing so we can like change it and we can you know we love hearing from you yeah we want constructive criticism so let us know but until next next time. time yeah cheers cheers a huda media production